Hello and welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. I'm Ben Slinger and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Yes, I am. And hello, Trevor. How's it going? Pretty good. This week, we don't really have any particular topic in mind. No. Uh, although, I do have uh, something that we did this week that I thought I'd have a little talk about. Okay. I have a feeling I know what that is, but I'll Probably. let you go into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the weekend, uh, my family and I, my wife and my three kids went into the city for the big women's march, which I'm sure everybody listening has is at least aware of. Yes. Um, I hadn't heard much about it leading up to it, except that Erica had said she wanted to go in and, um, and, you know, so I looked up the event and it seemed to align with my politics. So I thought, yeah, okay, like that's, (laughs) that's a good idea. Um, you know, let's, let's sort of finally put our, our legs where our mouth is as it were. Oh, that sounds weird. I was trying to say instead of money where our mouth is, but we didn't really pay money. So I was just like, we walked, but legs where our mouth is is kind of. Anyway. Kind of uh, gross. Yeah. Especially when kids gross. are involved. Don't put your legs where you this. Um No, we went into the city and we and we marched and um you know, I've I've never um I've never marched before in a protest march. So mm-hmm. it was my first time. Obviously it's our ki- it was our kids' first time. Well no, they they're old hats at it by now. <laughs> oh yeah, they they nick off and march all the time. Actually, they're very good at protesting. <laughs> we've, we've, you know, it's usually smaller things without, without so much uh, global impact as yes. the Trump apocalypse, who's now President Trump. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, we definitely thought it was a worthy, a worthy cause, both. Uh, against Trump and for women's rights, you know, we have something very important. I was thinking you were gonna, you really put it down there. It's like it's a wordy cause, <laughs> a wordy cause. Yeah, they just talk too much about it. No, worthy. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, you know, we we showed up and everyone had congregated in front of the state library there, and there were some talks going on which we couldn't hear because. We couldn't get close enough and didn't want to sort of jam through the crowd with all the kids. Yeah, because that that'd be kind of a bit hard, you know. The, no, this is the, the closer thing, like, that you get, the the more people are sort of bunched yeah, together. Exactly, though. It was a big crowd. It's kind of like fuck um, you. I'm a parent. I want to get through. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of other kids there, uh, which was good to see. Um, it was funny actually. Uh, there was an article recently about like oh and this is for the states but like oh all these dads who like had to take care of their kids while their women went off and while their wives went off and marched and you know how did they manage it's like ah fuck off like dads are parents to you know i'm sure they fucking managed i'm sure they're out marching with them (laughs) well a lot of them were i'm sure you know it was um, a majority of women but there were plenty of men there for sure which was which is great as well um, but yeah, so we, we marched, we joined the march and Taz, Taz was enjoying herself. The girls were just in their pusher, so they sort of didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, but Taz was sort of getting into it and people would yell and he'd yell and he put his hands up, <laughs> you know, hand up in the air. We showed him how to make a fist. He threw the horns up every now and again, but that was, for- <laughs> <laughs> that was just for him. Uh, 
No, it was good. He did get a little bit scared at one point when someone or a group sort of started a fairly loud chant right next to him. Mm-hmm. And that was close to the end. And I think that kind of cowed him a little bit for the rest of it. Like he was a little bit uh, quiet for the rest of that. And, and I think he was just a bit concerned. He it sort of got a little bit too real for him, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, People do get very passionate of these things. Of course, and- of course, as they should, as they should. But it was just, it was just a bit close to him, you know. And it sort of started suddenly, but uh, yeah, like as as you would expect, you know, leading up to this, we we were telling him what we were doing and where we were going and why we were doing this, why we were marching, mm-hmm. and you know, sort of saying that you know, well, you know, women, you know, don't don't have the same. I mean, we, you know, it's hard. How do you explain it to a three year old, right? But like, women don't have the same rights. As men, and they they should, and there are people who uh, are in power and who make decisions who aren't very nice people, and you know we're we're doing this because we want the world to change for the better, um, and and this is how we this is how we tell those people that that's what we want, mm-hmm. and you know it, it's hard to tell whether the kids take this stuff in, but he seemed into it, and so we're marching along. And, you know, woo, and like, fist out of stuff. And, and Taz goes, is everything changed yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure what he was expecting. I guess it was just, you know, a ripple effect as the world just changes around him into something different. Where <laughs> women have equal rights and equal pay and aren't run, you know, don't have their reproductive rights determined by rich white men but mm-hmm. unfortunately it wasn't quite like that we told him well you know we're changing it just a very very little bit and it takes a very long time and that's a very slow process and, you know he seemed to accept that but <laughs> hopefully it will just be one more generation yeah well that's it we kind of said you know we did say that sort of thing you know a little bit about you know yeah by the time you're older like that hopefully, hopefully things will change or that you know people, people chances from, are no but like the um the generation x who who predominantly do support stuff like this will start getting into power and it won't be you know so much the baby boomers who aren't necessarily yeah, it's hard to know in though, this like, in this thought the problem <laughs> is it's not like some of it is generational but so much of it is just along class and race lines mm you know, there's been a lot of stuff, and I'm not going to go too deep into the sort of analysis of the Women's March and and different things, but I've seen a lot of discussion around the fact that the Women's March was very white. Um, you know, you don't, you know, I think there was a sign um, that said something about, you know, oh, so I'll... Uh, I'll see all of you women, all of you white women, at the next Black Lives Matter march, right? Uh, mm. Because yeah, there's just there's not a lot of I don't know. There's just there's still I guess just a lot of white privilege on display there. Uh, you know that they they don't. There's often a not a lot of not a lot of recognition of what women of color or you know indigenous yep. um, cultures or um, and you know, here to, we are, to two, deal with and, two white men you know. talking about. <laughs> oh no, absolutely! Talking and I mean privilege. that's fine. Like we we've 
yeah, well, we've but we've got no control over the fact that they're white. We're white, but we've got plenty of control over recognizing that privilege and doing something about it, right? Um, I just wish and, you know, that we could actually do something about it. And I know, mean, it's, we're, it we're is very things... liberal in our thoughts of you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, equal. and we're not as educated as we could be, um, and we don't have a great analysis of certain things as we should or could have you know, around poverty or race or even, you know, or even gender, of course, um, or sexuality or, um, you know, uh, um, because there's also uh, a bit of backlash from the trans community because so much, you know, around the discomfort that they felt because so much of the chants and the... um, the signs and stuff for the women's march are around genitalia and reproductive organs, right? Yeah. And, you know, of course you can understand for those women who were born women, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that plays a big part in their identity as women, but it's also somewhat exclusionary of those women who weren't born, born women. And, you know, they still have needs for equal rights and in a yep. lot of ways more so. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's this, like I said, I'm not going to go too deep into it, um, but it's interesting. It's it's interesting to to see, and and these are the sorts of things. Um, and actually, this sort of leads into something that I thought we could talk about. Like these are the sorts of things that we need to teach our kids for that next generation, so that um, more of that generation can be aware of these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, Taz is only three and obviously the girls aren't even close to old enough to understand this, but Taz is starting to some of these things. Um, and it's interesting to sort of think about how we approach those sorts of things with young kids. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have, have you tried to talk to James about anything along these sorts of lines? Like just not necessarily overtly political but even just you know the gender like the place of women within the world or um you know people of other races or anything like that um i think there was a little bit of conversation of other races because at one stage james was afraid of most asian people so it was (laughs) sort of it was sorry that's it's just a typical Typical kid sort of thing, but yeah, I mean, this um, the thing is, like, we should mention you and I live in an area of Victoria and of Melbourne that is pretty fucking white. Yeah, really, like particularly out this far. Like, obviously, the closer you get into the city, um, there's there are more communities of yeah, like people from Asian countries or uh, Middle Eastern or um, you know other other areas. Yes. Uh. But yeah, where we are, it's pretty white bread. Yeah, so that that was a a little bit, little bit interesting for a little bit. Um, just so did, just because you... we'd be down at um Eastland and walking around, and he'd see a, an Asian man or woman walking towards him, and he'd sort of hide behind mum. Yeah, and just wasn't wasn't quite sure. And then when we, I mean, at least that could sort said, of be taken as him just being shy, as opposed to yeah. like. As opposed to like and pointing and screaming <laughs> and saying, Get away yeah. from me, Asian man. Yeah. <laughs> um and it was sort of like you you'd sit down and have a have a conversation 
as much as he could. Um, yeah. I'm not sure whether whether Bianca did this as well, but I know that when I was alone with him, I, I sort of say, you know, you know how there's many different races and everyone's got different color skin, and you know, not not everyone is is going to look like you or I. You know, they're going. There's going to be um, people of all different shapes and sizes, but they're all people. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. And it's like, you probably didn't even <laughs> get any Understand of this. Understand any of that. But all in all. Yeah, you just got to keep repeating it, I think. And you, and obviously just um, addressing any behavioral things that come from that. Yeah, but also kids aren't, you know, kids aren't born with any sort of prejudice or anything no, like that. Not. It's taught. Of course. So, and um, I mean, I'm sure his fear just came from it being somewhat un- unfamiliar. Being unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, but. Because I work in a very multicultural industry of mm. of you know infinite information Tech. technology and yeah. um, during Christmas James went to went to my work and met all my workmates which mm. um, you know I'm actually pretty much in the minority there <laughs> you know right. um, we've got what? we've got a lot of uh, people from India Sri Lanka we've got one or two people from from England and Ireland but. Uh, the majority of people for, are either from from India, Sri Lanka, or even China. Yeah, and it's and then you got a mix of men and women in there. So yeah, you know it was it to me it's just the norm. <laughs> so to have James come in and go, oh look at all these different people, and you know everyone's everyone's at the same the same effective level. There's no no real hierarchy at at, at my work. Like yeah. Even though there is a, if, even though there is a test manager and that sort of stuff, you don't actually. Um, no, no, have there's, any... yeah, there's no obvious prejudice against any particular no. race or gender. <laughs> no, I'm sure that I'm sure that the women probably still <laughs> earn less than the men in equal positions or don't get hired as much. But that's sort of corporate life in general at the moment, at, as as it is. It's well, probably not. I mean, planets... I'm not saying it's blatant. I'm not saying that they go out of their way to do that, but I think it's somewhat still unavoidable in any large company. Well, Planet actually put out a, a thing a little while ago about um like how many how many uh females they'd actually hired and in, into like um test management positions and that sort of mm. stuff. And Well that's good um, that they're sort of they're obviously somewhat aware of the need for diversi- diversification then and because it's always hard to know because uh, those things can often just be lip service, you know, but uh but no, obviously if a company is actually trying to to be equal in the way that they promote and hire and you know, compensate then like that's to be to be commended. There you go. Um, we're ahead of the curve in the IT industry, reporting a forty-six percent female to fifty-four percent male ratio across our talent. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So um, no, that's good. It's good. It must feel good then to work for a company that that at least is is progressive and progressive like I've, I've worked for yeah. for quite a quite a number of um, female test managers, and I actually find them to quite often be the easier easier ones to work for because they've just they've had to go through a lot of a lot of trouble getting up to where they where they have. So they've got a um yeah. got a mind for for how to treat their staff right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm obviously I'm in a small company, so there's. Um, I don't get a lot of experience around around that sort of thing. Um, when I was at the 
at the bank I worked with and, well, not directly for, but there were obviously women in the hierarchy above me, um, although that was definitely lopsided numbers there, mostly men. Yes. Um, and the company I work for is all the top positions are men, but that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's somewhat incidental, just that there there aren't that many people in the company, right? Like, um, We should really talk to your dad about hiring more female developers. <laughs> God. <laughs> Any developers, but yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Soft. That's a, that's a touchy, touchy point. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. We should uh, talk about our kids. <laughs> or parenting. Yes. Well, I don't know. we've been talking about yeah, it yeah, off, we offhand. Have. We have. We have. Um, have you had any sort of uh, parenting moments over the past few weeks that have stuck out in your mind? Or even um, just good moments with James? Or Good moments with James. He started kinder on Thursday. That of course, was yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. He did very well. Like the the first day, it was a little bit harder for him. He he had a, one or two silks, but um, yeah. the second day, he just he just flew by. Took to it, yeah. Like, oh, that's great. Took right to it, and they were even mentioning that even though he um like was taking uh, taking a little bit easy with some of the other kids, he ended up like playing with uh, two of the other kids um quite quite consistently throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and just sort of. Sometimes he'd be off playing by himself, but he'd sort of move closer to to the group and gradually mm. join in, and then join in. and then gradually move out again. But it was um it was getting longer and longer that he'd actually be playing with the other yeah. kids. Then oh that that's awesome! Like it's really gratifying to hear about your kids making friends, right? Like mm. Taz now uh, at at each daycare has one or two kids that he's quite good friends with. Um. All girls at the moment. He was friends with some boys at one of them for a while, but I think, yep. I think they got a bit rough one day, and he didn't want to play with them anymore. He's, you know, he and we've mentioned before that uh, he, he's definitely a kid who who mostly likes to play with girls. But um, but ju- yeah, just the fact that he's got friends there, like, I mean, for one, obviously you want your kids to have friends, but it's one of those moments where it's like, oh my god, like this kid has his own life that I'm not necessarily part of, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't even met these kids. Exactly. And he's and... friends with them and he plays with them every week. <laughs> it's like, wow, like he just has this life without me now already. He's only three years old, but he has his own little secret thoughts and his own life and his own friends. And that's so You're cool. You're never going to be privy to that and you're just going to have to get used to that. What do you mean? I'm totally going to be the cool dad who hangs <laughs> out with his kid and his friends and they're all going to think I'm so cool. <laughs> and 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 you're gonna go over there and it's like, hey Taz and friends, do you want to play some D and D? Some D and D, D and D. Roll for initiative. <laughs> it's like, fuck off, Dad. Fuck <laughs> Just off, walk dad. off. <laughs> no, there will be a brief, an all too brief period where Taz and his friends think I'm cool. It'll last and from you know about <laughs> six to ten afternoon. or something. <laughs> Yeah, six till ten at night on his eighth birthday. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his eighth I birthday party to, was like six till those, ten, and it I was like an overnight sleepover. And then all of a sudden, they realise, Taz, your dad's weird. 
Why is your dad still hanging around? He, he, was he keeps that... rolling dice. What's going on? <laughs> He's trying to get us to play like this Dungeons and Dragons thing, but there's no dragons. It's just this marionette puppet thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm talking about your your um oh D and D game that we one, talked about in episode three or something like that. Oh or episode God, two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For those who haven't or don't remember, like me, episode three, I DM'd a game. We, there was a dragon, but it turned out to be a dead dragon being puppeteered by the actual like bad guy, which was ingenious, if I do say so myself. It was. Because all my players were only like level two. They couldn't afford a dragon, but they got to anyway. Um, I, I just think it's funny that my mind has actually come back now. <laughs> I'm remembering these things. Yeah. Yeah. I think good. for a while my mind has actually you had, been, been gone a little bit, but... That's right. It comes with age. Yeah. <laughs> comes and goes. Yes. So he's been spending a lot of time at Kinder and that's been good. Yep. It's two days this week and he's only got one day this week because it's, it's um, Australia, Australia Day. Oh, Day. What are you doing for Australia Day? Absolutely nothing at this stage. Okay. No one's invited us anywhere. Oh. <laughs> We're doing a thing with our neighbours. Nice. Which has sort of become a bit of a tradition. They started it a couple of years ago before we were even back, but when my sister and her partner were living here, so they went to that. Uh, and then last year, you know, we'd only been back a couple of months, but we did the neighbor um, neighbor barbecue for Australia Day. So I hadn't actually heard anything about it, so I thought maybe it wasn't happening. But uh, Turns out that it is. Turns out Erica knew all about it. She's like, yeah, we're going over to the neighbors. I'm like, oh. Okay, okay, I guess it's on. <laughs> it's on like so, yeah, Donkey Kong. Good. It's actually we're actually really lucky. Like we've um, we've got sort of a little community here of our neighbours that we just we get along with, and we have all have kids, and or not all have kids, but some have kids who are all sim- similar age. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's actually like one, two, three, four, five, at least five families who all live sort of in consecutive houses. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Um, and get along, and we like look after each other's kids sometimes, and you know, hang out together, and occasionally have dinner, and obviously do these barbecues and stuff. So yeah, it's it's great. Like it's it's, it's, it's almost amazing like, to have this community. It's almost like you know how you see shows like Cougar Town, and they're they're all friends, yeah. and You know, hang out. Yeah, well, yeah. they're usually in a cul-de-sac, or a or here yeah. it would be a court, but you're just on a. We're just on like a, a dirt, dirty, dusty road. Dirty, dusty road, up in up in the hills. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, we'll all be friends and yeah, <laughs> hanging out, having yeah. Adventures. I mean, it's not like we. <laughs> Everyone's fucking no, uh, no. It's it's they're, not like their respective partners and making more kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no swinging <laughs> going on here. We'll wait till our kids are a bit older. Um, no, no, it's we and we don't. Yeah, swing we don't. set, you know, you know, you push the push the kids on the swing. <laughs> I love. That oh, that's sort of swinging. I love oh. that you keep trying to save it from my like my veering into fucking filthiness. Uh, no, we don't. Um, we don't actually hang out that often. It's not like we're we're best buds or anything. But you know, they're nice people, and and our kids get along, and so yeah, it's nice to have. The barbecue and hang out every now and then, and mm-hmm. you know our houses or some of our houses back onto 
um, like a trail and a, like a bush trail and stuff. And so, you know, for Easter, we just all went out up to the back of that bush trail and set up a table and had um, lunch up there and had, you know, someone, one of the neighbors had put out all the Easter eggs up there for the kids and they had, a, you know, so yeah, it's really nice. Um, you know, it's funny. It's sort of, uh, when we moved from Canada, we were worried about finding community. And you just have to find one in in the house that we bought and in the and house left that you for bought a year, and you know? left for like yeah, one and well, a half two years, years yeah, <laughs> close to. Um, and I mean, it's not exactly what we we're looking for, right? Like, but you take we, what you get. We certainly, yeah, yeah. We we don't we differ on certain um, certain things with our neighbours, and. Yeah, like I said, we're not. I mean, you don't, you don't like buddies, the fact that they're all swingers and they're all um, Trump supporters, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a. I think there's a website for that, like Trump supporters trying to find swing partners. Swing Make dancing. America swing, swing talking about, we're talking about swing dancing. <laughs> Make America swing again. Well, he is a fucking serial <laughs> adulterer, right? Like, Jesus. allegedly. Uh. I don't know. I feel like you could find proof for that out there. Anyway. Yeah, well, uh, the reason why I'm saying allegedly is because... Is you know because the, you don't um, want Trump to you know tweet the at us? alleged Trump to tweet Bird Street us? killer? <laughs> They've alleged, they keep on putting what? alleged. And it's like, people really? saw him run over this person. Why is it still allegedly? Uh, it's like, I mean, I think they have to do that until he's convicted. Yeah, so until he's convicted, he's an alleged adulterer. An alleged gold, golden shower purveyor or whatever. Purveyor. <laughs> I think that's the one who's who's doing the pissing. Um, He's pissing all over America at the moment, isn't he? Allegedly. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's pretty urine psyched over there. It's true. Yes. Um. So one thing that yeah we've talked before about sports that I don't like, and that is. I really don't and want. And now my we're going to talk getting... about sports that we do like, and we're done. Yes, um, I really don't like you know the the mentality that comes along with a lot of the lot oh, of the God. footy clubs and that sort of stuff. Yeah. However, what's been on t- TV at the moment is the tennis, and okay. I've just I've been watching quite a few um quite a few games with James, like quite yeah. a few matches, uh, when I get home of the night time, and. It's amazing, like, he's just been sitting there going, oh, tennis ball, and, and you know, watching it and laughing when they missed the ball, and, and like, really, really actually seeming to get into into watching it, and he goes, oh, one more point, and I'm like, okay, and he's just sitting there, and it's like, one more point, and it's like, oh, damn it. He's got you wrapped around his little finger. I suppose. <laughs> um, but, no, it's been really, really... Um, Good seeing him actually take an interest in, in something that, you know, yeah, 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 isn't like yeah, a cartoon I, um, or something like that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I mean, tennis is one of the few sports that in the past I've uh, I may have been caught watching or f- I wouldn't say following, I guess, but you know, it it, it may be that one particular year I'd actually learn a few of the names of the people who are playing and then <laughs> watch half a match but and then then you were caught with your pants down around your ankles or is that that the sort of court that you were talking about or <laughs> <laughs> yeah with a tennis racket up my ass this is where we're going 
<laughs> you went there, I didn't. You said I had my <laughs> pants down. Why else would I have my pants down if I wasn't sticking a tennis racket up my ass? Why do you no, take your you pants didn't. down? <laughs> <laughs> you getting changed. <laughs> no, I'm a never nude. Didn't you know? <laughs> Except when tennis rackets are involved. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you just pull it aside? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, only when it's only when I need to juice. <laughs> it's not spelt that way though. Oh. Isn't it? How is it spelt? D E U C E. Yeah, but that's what that's what a juice oh, that, is when that's, you drop a that's juice. Sort of deuce. What did oh, you think I, of I, it? I thought that was another euphemism for for masturbating. Oh, J U I C E. Oh, and I need to juice, juice it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Mm. Oh God! Might cut some of that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, I want Probably. that out. I'm sure, I want that out there in the in the fucking podcaster sphere. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Anyway, tennis. Um, so pants yeah. around your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pants around my ankles, watching the tennis, dick in hand, uh, jerking it in time to the to, to Sheriff Hover's grunts. It's like keep the rally going, <laughs> volley. <laughs> um, no, I, I... <laughs> volley. <laughs> I um, I played a bit of tennis when I was a kid, so I, really, yeah, that's one yeah. thing I didn't actually know because. Really? Like, because you guys I, all played tennis pretty. Yeah, I didn't play in like I didn't play in much competition. I took yep. lessons. I took lessons. I did do some competition, but um, I can't remember if I just wasn't very good or if I was just, as usual, socially anxious and the pressure was sort of too much for my preteen mind. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't last long in the competition. I think I did maybe one season. Or whatever. Is it a season? I guess it's a season. Yeah, it is. I mean, I played from seven till about ten and then stopped playing for quite a quite a number of seasons. But then um, when I met Chris and Trav many, many years later on at high school, we actually um, rejoined the same club that I that I was at as a kid. And yeah, we were in a we were in a team together for quite a while until Trav started getting too good and started getting put up. Further and further and further, but um, yeah, tennis yeah. was always one of my favorite, my favorite sports. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But one of the one of the worst experiences of my life was actually playing tennis, but okay. not sounds like a story. not in not in the tennis part, but actually in the nickname that I happened to get because I I was actually light on my feet. Okay. So, the tennis coach happened to call me Twinkle Toes. <laughs> oh, no. And guess what? Someone at school Trevor found that Twinkle out. Toes. And all of a sudden, I was known as Twinkle Toes throughout the entire school. Lovely. Um, and that came back a couple of times into high school as well, but I managed to get rid of it mostly. But now, people would call me Twinkle Toes because I'm also a boring dancer, so I sort of don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> This is the you thing. Know, like, wouldn't it be so great? Still light on my feet and dancing. I may be, I may be rather, rather heavy in this. In stature, uh, and th- well, this is part of the. This is part of the thing. Like, the only reason that is an insult, or could be turned into an insult, 
Well, I guess there are a couple of reasons. One, because people, because it sounds vaguely gay and people like to turn homosexuality into a joke and an insult. Particularly Welcome to my when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I'm sure it still happens, but yeah. Um, and the other thing is that kids seem to turn things that you're good at into a bad thing. Like, yeah. if you if you excel at something, then for whatever reason, there are people out there who want to make you feel bad about it. And and that's that that's sort of an example of that, right? Like. Yeah, sure. Twinkle Toes, in in the culture we live in, is a bit of a an embarrassing nickname. But yeah, you were called that because you look fast and light on your feet. Like that's a good thing. That's a good mm. skill to have in tennis. It means that you're playing well. But the like the people who turned that into an insult probably partially did so because they, because were they couldn't threatened do it or jealous or or, <laughs> or just you know there's this sort of tall poppy syndrome or whatever in Australia, right? Like people. I mean, and I mean that's more about if you're boasting about it yourself, but um, people kind of like to tear people down, particularly teenagers. Like, don't you wish you could go back now, as an adult, to your teenage self and say, "Look, just it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to give a shit about what they think about you. You know, realize what you're good at and and revel in that and improve yourself and." And like, don't let that stop you. Yeah, but all I all I imagine is that you tell you yourself that, and you turn into a different person, and then you aren't this person that you are now. And, <laughs> yeah, and you know, all the course. good things that I actually mean... happened didn't actually happen because you got too much of an ego. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm happy the way that my life turned out. Yeah. So no, 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 no. of course, keep of on course. Going with it. I I guess I was mostly speaking figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> not not meaning to get into a fucking time travel um, debate, uh, and I guess I mean, and I guess the sort of the equivalent of this is we will attempt to tell our children that, um, yes, and they will, they probably won't understand it because they'll be too young and t- peer pressure will be too strong and they'll care too much about what people think. But we can so only I possibly hope, talked you know? about this hope. before. Um, but at primary school, like in grade three as part of physical education, um, there was actually a, um, like a dancing class mm-hmm. as part of it, as part of grade three, where they, they taught us a couple of different dances, um, all sort of progressive, all boy, girl, all that sort of stuff. And like at the time I remember actually really quite enjoying it, but then all my friends friends that were there were going oh this is shit and all this sort of stuff and i was like oh yeah, yeah it, it's shit, it's and, shit. Yeah. and and you just go along with what what your this friends say it. at the time I, I feel like if there's anything i can instill in my children it's do what you enjoy despite what all your friends think you know yeah and and again like that's probably not going to work unless somehow i raise these super confident super self-assured kids which so far is not happening, you know. I, don't, I think I've mentioned before, but like I see way too much of myself in Taz already. Yep. Around his like uh, sort of social skills and and just the way he interacts with other people, but you know, and so be it. And I'll try to give him the tools to deal with that based on what I've learnt, which isn't a lot because I still have those issues. <laughs> but 
even though um, I think you know both of us have really come out of our shells, especially on with this podcast. Yeah, it's definitely um, helped. It certainly helped. Even I've noticed in in social situations now, I don't, don't care so much. I'll I'll just happily have a conversation about what I want to have a conversation about, rather than um, yeah, you know. I don't, I don't think I do that yet. But <laughs> sitting, I, I don't sit back as much yeah, anymore. No, I'm, I'm actually happy to in, include myself in conversations. It's so. funny, actually. I, I'm sure, and some of them may be listening, but I'm sure the people out there who know me outside of this podcast uh, are somewhat. Uh, well, I don't know what they'd feel about it, but they definitely would notice the difference between my podcast self persona. <laughs> Yeah, well, and just the way I am on the podcast versus the way I am uh, with them. But, uh, I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that is, for one, you and I have been friends for a long time. Um, Two, it's just you and me talking, like, group situations versus one-on-one situations with me are very different. Um, I tend to sit back and let other people talk in a group situation. I'm not one... To jump in, unless again it's a group that I'm particularly comfortable with, um, like high school friends. Like yeah, like now, um, exactly when we're all together, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know when it's just, you know, for example, all the all the twin parents or whatever, uh, you know, and I am getting to know some of them better, particularly the dads. But it's still this situation where, you know, I'm just I'm not necessarily comfortable just like jumping in and and you know being the person that I am on the podcast. Yeah. And that's not to say anything about them or anything about me or whatever, right? Like, it's just, it takes me, for whatever reason, it takes me a really long time to get that comfortable uh, with people, which is a shame. In fact, I fucking hate it. Like, I wish I could just become comfortable with people immediately, like some people can. And you're much better at that than I am. Uh, yeah. And Erica is much better than that than I am. Uh, much better at that than I am. But then again, here. with um, um, with something like with something like dancing, I really have to be an out there personality. So when I walk into the studio, I I immediately put on this other persona because I just yeah, I have to yeah. And um, some people actually made made comments the other day, like, "Oh, when you were teaching, I noticed that fake smile." I'm like, "Well, actually, the normal smile that you sort of see me with is the fake smile because I'm like." <laughs> It, it's sort of like I'm really having to force it, but when I'm teaching, mm. that's a totally different, totally different. It's real. Feeling. It's just like, sort of a different version of you. I, I immediately get into this like really, really hyper happy self that I, mm. I really have to be excited about everything I'm teaching. But the thing is, I really am excited to to pass this knowledge on to onto someone new, and um, I mean, this is going very, very, very off topic. One of the things that um, I've certainly noticed with with teaching is there. Everyone always always used to talk about the three different teaching styles and how there's like visual, audio, and kinesthetic. Right. You've probably heard that before. Yeah, I, probably. I, I I suspect it's somewhat of a myth, or well, at least just an unproven sort of. It's it's reduction. an unproven, but 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 then again, you think back you think back to school and you go. Okay, if the teacher was just talking to me, I didn't really pay attention. If she actually had something like something visual up there, um, 
you know, like a slideshow and then was talking to me, I, yeah. I should learn a little bit more. It depends. Or I think people I'd definitely... I never learnt when someone was actually getting me to just write down stuff off the board. Yeah, but that's, that's different as well. Was. Because I don't think many people... <laughs> I mean, they're, they're probably a small subset of people who are able to learn just by, like, copying shit down and that they remember it or take yep. it in or whatever. I, I feel like that's less about, oh, different people learn in different ways and more... If you engage people in what they're learning, then they're going to retain more of it and actually learn it, right? Like, yeah. You so, know, and, and that'll still be to different degrees, but yeah. Over the last four years, I've actually been a been a teacher at mm-hmm. at the dance studio. I've gradually worked my worked my way into a certain way of teaching, which is. Um, if I'm teaching progressive dancers down the back with a whole heap of people, I'll actually be teaching sort of always with partners mm. straight away. So getting them to dance with, with someone else mm. instantly. So that's getting them moving instantly. I'm telling them what they're doing as well as doing it right next to them. So if they need to, they can look off to the side and there's there's the visual component. Yeah. They're physically doing it and they're also getting a, an audio sort of commentary yeah, okay, on, on what yeah. to do. So... I've hit all three at once, plus the dancing with partners. I turned, like, um, the other day there was there was a, a new couple of ladies who came along to the studio. They struggled in the first lot of dancers, but excelled in the second lot of dancers and actually mm-hmm. came up to me and said at the end of the night, you know, really, really enjoy, enjoyed your your teaching. Like, it was easy to, easy to understand. And it's like, the second that you're getting feedback like that, you know that, you know, you've actually change someone's someone's night instantly yeah yeah no that's awesome and yeah i think that that you're just of course engaging them like that in multiple ways is going to be a benefit because yeah like i mean particularly something around dancing like doing the physical movements is obviously important but you don't necessarily get that immediate feedback that you're doing it correctly just by doing the physical movements so hearing exactly hearing what you're saying and seeing what you're doing and and feeling it themselves like connecting all those yeah i'm sure is really important when teaching something something as physical and and sort of yeah. uh um like specific as dancing you know it, it's kind of like Whereas if you were teaching someone if you were teaching someone to do something on photoshop the best way to do it would actually be to um have someone on on their own PC and have you doing it beside them on a different PC and and you know you can tell them what to do you can show them what they're doing and they're doing it at the same time and then they as they're doing it along with you they'll actually get the feeling as to how it would actually go and yes and no although I feel like that would be a little bit different because um there's there's less of that kinesthetic aspect to teaching someone Photoshop right. You know, oh, don't, I, I don't know if 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 I can actually do something, I'll learn it faster than if I can. Than no, if no, I no. But just and, watch and, something and. But I think something. I think with something like Photoshop, and this is we're going way anyway. I think with something like Photoshop, it is it is about doing it, but it's more about applying a lesson to different situations. Yeah. Than it is just like oh, because I've followed along with this exact tutorial, I'm going to like learn what how to do this in future i think that's much more about oh like i watched this tutorial and then i tried now i know how to do this specific thing well yeah but then i tried to do it on you know a different image 
but using the same technique and it either worked or it didn't and then if you t- if you actually have a teacher then then they're giving you feedback on that it's like oh well, here's why yeah. it didn't work and every time you do that you're learning a bit more about the actual like what that function is yeah. actually doing sort of thing so um, but let, yeah. let's let's but apply in, that to kids in, learning it's like if if you were to tell your kid about playing tennis or get them to actually stand next to you and swing a racket and it's like okay oh yeah no 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 feeling and, that and again that's a physical but physical i mean it just it, it comes down to different learning different things yeah just require different sort of combinations of of those aspects um you know physical things obviously you need to actually do you know be physical and actually experience it physically yeah you're not going to learn tennis um by watching videos of tennis um but there's actually there's actually a really great video that um that a friend of mine put up about golf yeah and it was it was literally this guy saying oh so it took took me ages and ages to realize you know just how to just how to hit hit a stroke and it was just this simple little fact and he goes on to explain like the most complex (laughs) thing that you've ever seen as he goes through the motions of this of this stroke and he goes and just because of that i've got this clear mind he goes to take the stroke and bang the ball just pops up in the air <laughs> and it lands right down and he's like shit <laughs> was it um was it serious or was it satire um no it was actually it was actually serious and he just quickly just did the swing himself and goes okay and cut <laughs> well, that's really funny yeah, I mean, it, it, it. Yeah, it just comes down to different things, and and I mean, some people will learn in different ways, of course. Um, so Taz has Taz has been getting very good at his letters. Oh, that's um, good. That's obviously it's it's something he sort of picks up quite well, and he can write his name. Um, in fact, his his full name, not just Taz, he can write Tazarin now to some degree. His yep. his Z is always a little bit crooked, and his R is kind of weird. And he does only do the three like across lines in the E, but it's often a very long like down line. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I don't know where I'm going with this. I just wanted to show off that he's really smart <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. But just yeah. Uh, um, He's three and he's writing his first dissertation. I'm very, very <laughs> proud. <laughs> he's going to get his PhD before his mum does. Oh, no, I'm going to cut that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I think we'll finish up there for this week of Two Sweary Dads. Oh, episode 30. <laughs> we, oh, almost forgot. we almost forgot to mention it again. Every time we have a milestone of like a good round number of on this fucking podcast, we never remember to mention it. So we've um, done we've done. Ben, I want to give you a pat on the back. Yeah, I, pat, pat, I'm pat. really proud of Hang us. On. There you go. Nice. There's your pat nice. on the back. Thank you. High five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm super proud of us, man. Like, not only have we done obviously it's a it's a nice round number for two sorry dads, but we've also got eight episodes of lame storming under our belt. Uh, we've done around eight months of podcasts without missing a release, like a a, a release each week. That's pretty fucking awesome. We did, we did we did burn our burn a week in there. Yeah, a little while ago. We but... did have a buffer for a while. We're like recording, uh, 
you know, a week. I'm and glad half, we got rid of that. <laughs> a week and a half, or an episode and a, an episode bef- uh, ahead, but um, yeah, that that meant the world always way behind the times when it came to anything topical. So we got rid of that because <laughs> we couldn't record one week. But um, yeah, way to go, dude. Yeah, let's keep it up for the next four months at least. At least, yeah, <laughs> let's at least get to a year before we miss one. Um. Yeah, so episode 30 of Two Story Dads in a can. Uh, if you want to listen to more episodes, you can listen to them on our website, www.twosweerydads.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Two Sweary Dads. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Two Sweary Dads. You can email us if you have any questions, podcast at twosweerydads.com. We are on iTunes. Currently the leading place to search for and find podcasts on the internet, but not for long. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe to us there. That'd be a big help. We'd like you to listen to our other podcast, Lame Storming. We have eight episodes. Last four have been going with guests. Yeah, so guests from the can we industry. keep this going? Mm-hmm. Can we keep this going or will the guestapalooza finish? Find out next week on Lame Storming. Uh, you missed one. Uh, I'd like to thank Kuradust for... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like to thank... Fuck. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'd like to thank Kuradust, a band of which we are members. So thank you, us, uh, for the opening and closing tracks of this podcast, Tonight Party Tonight, and Predictive Text. We are so generous. I mean, we're not even charging ourselves for, for the use of these tracks. Oh, I'm charging myself. I have to pay myself $100 every episode. It's pretty steep. That's just what you tell yourself. (laughs) No, I I do a transfer from one bank account to the other. (laughs) Well, I want my cut, and I think Rob wants his cut as well. (laughs) (laughs) No, fuck you guys. (laughs) So, Ben, any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Why do we march? Um, good question. Go ask your mum. <laughs>